0: All right, welcome to Bible Bibl- Ramblings, <laughs> Biblical
1: Ramblings. How we get it wrong? <laughs>
0: Episode four,
1: I believe? Yeah. Episode four. That would be right. Yeah. Uh, Morrison and Jehu here again. Took a, a break. Yeah, it's but been we're two back. weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a lot going on, so we didn't record for a couple weeks. But like I said, we're back. Um. We decided we're going to come back this week. The thing we've been talking about over the last two weeks is um, relationships, friendships, that kind of stuff. So we figured why not carry on that conversation and we'll talk about friendship this week to start off. Um, see how we can tie that in biblically and what we think about it and whatnot and just how do you process certain friendships and what is a healthy friendship. Yep. Um, so I guess I'll just... I'll start off by saying what I used to think friendship was before I was introduced to different concepts by my church. And friendship to me was always like, you're either like more than a brother or you're nothing. Like there was no in between because anybody that was less than a brother always backstabbed me somehow. They Mm -hmm. always did something. I mean, part of it I'm sure was what I'm finding out now is my own issues that were probably a little less than normal. So I thought things were certain things were betraying me, but they might not have been, but no, there were a lot of people that did just literally stab me in the back too. And so I guess the best way I could explain it was all or nothing was, uh, one of the two people I really considered friends pretty much my whole life. Um, we were living on the same property. We had two different buildings, but same property. Um, and this was back when I had just lost my kids um, to divorce. Not like they died or anything, but just they, my kids were taken away. Oh, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they, they were taken away. Um, and I was struggling with that, and I was drinking a lot. And so I had one night where I just – I would had a little bit too much to drink, and my thoughts were getting bad, and I needed someone to talk to because – I mean, I just I need someone to talk to. I may have drank too much that night if I didn't get out of my own head, so to speak. Um, and so I went over to my friend's building and he had his girlfriend over and I'm pretty sure there was something going on because they were trying to be quiet when I first got over there. But I just beat on his door and I said, fucker, I can hear you in there. It's your turn. Get your ass out here. <laughs> Literally, just like that. And I hear a bunch of commotion inside. His girlfriend's getting upset, but he comes outside. We sit down and we start playing poker and just drinking like that was the type of friends we were Mm -hmm. like uh, either one of us could come up whenever, anywhere, just be like, hey, I need you. And he would literally stop doing whatever it was he was doing with a girlfriend and come and hang outside to me. And I tell people that story and they're like, that's freaking crazy. Nobody does that. And I'm like, but that's what. Weird That's what to me. That's all a friend was. It was either that or nothing. Like you either did that or you weren't a friend. Like, so that's what friend used to mean to me. Um. What about you? I mean, that's- I was going to
0: say maybe I grew up on too many Disney Channel movies, but I thought that's what a friend was until I was about 34 <laughs> last week. <laughs> no, but. Really, like I, I, I don't know. I've always thought that, and I, and I've, I've had a rough childhood when it came to friends. I, I've always kind of been uh, a little bit of a loner, you know. Not that I didn't have any friends, but it's just it was hard to have that specific mindset, especially with growing up in a Hispanic family, in a very giving Hispanic family. We were always taught, you know, you give more than what you, yeah, than what you're gonna get. Um, but I, I always thought that too. I, I've always thought, you know. A friend should be there when when you need them, you know, and, and it's not that, you know, hey, I'm in Europe and I need you to fly back right now because I need you. But it's like if you have nothing going on and you're available, like you make yourself available. You yeah. try to, you know, or you say, hey, you know, I can't go right now, but give me an hour and I'll be there. Or let me talk to you on the phone, or, you know, something. Uh, so I would say very much the same.
1: No. Like what about that scenario do you think that was reasonable of me to expect him to it
0: weirded me out the fact that you said other people were like nobody does that cuz for me that's the default I'm like I can understand that he's with his girlfriend and things like that but again maybe I I watched too much boy meets world but I was like <laughs> that's the that's the type of relationship I thought you would you would get with with deep friends yeah. you know and I knew there was that was a friendship but I always thought hey if you're going to have a best friend they should try to be there for you, you know, like, yeah. like that sacrificial. Yeah. Cause it's not going to be every single day, but it, it needs you need to be there when it counts. You
1: yeah. Know? So, I think same. that was my issue was there was no like best friend and other friends. It was just, that was what a friend was period. Mm, okay. Any friend was, should be that should be that. If right. you weren't that, you weren't a friend. You were just an acquaintance. Like I can see that, which I've since learned is unhealthy but um, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's not no, that I I've that. learned that that type of friendship is unhealthy. I've learned that only having those extremes is unhealthy. Yeah. Friendship, I've started to learn or see as a much broader range of what it can include. Um, spectrum. A lot of spectrum talk today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am on a spectrum. <laughs> Uh, I think this is very evident to a lot of people except myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was actually, it was really funny for when I first started, basically how I realized I didn't really have friends and I didn't know what friendship was is I think I've told you before is I thought I had made friends, but it, I came to the realization that I hadn't actually made friends. I just hadn't pushed anybody away. hmm. And so then it took a lot of thought, searching, um, internal questioning, and a lot of external guidance on what a friend actually is. And so there was a lot going through that, and it was—it's so weird how my pastor's sermons always match up with what I'm going. Yeah. Like he always starts a sermon. Like two weeks after I'm going, maybe three weeks after whatever I'm going through and we going through. Mm-hmm. And literally the sermon was mm-hmm. about, I think it was a month after I had realized that and I was struggling with trying to figure out what a friend is. Um, he started a sermon on how to make friends. Well, that's because he <laughs> listens to biblical
0: ramblings and then
1: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: sermon about us.
1: <laughs> um, it's, it's really, honestly, we've joked before about how he has listening devices implanted well, um, really, yeah really it's, it's insane <laughs> i looking up that right now but uh something i wanted to say about friendship i was figuring you know what we're called biblical ramblings i do think the idea of maybe we can th- talk about more than just bible mm-hmm. um hence why we're going to talk about friendship but the ramblings part <laughs> not the biblical <laughs> part but yeah uh, i do like the idea of wrapping it up and what does it mean biblically um so i did go through and i did look up try to look up in the bible um what what is what does the bible say a friend is and surprisingly to me there's not much in there um there's a lot of stuff people like to use as the descriptions of friendship, um, as in um, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. They use that as that's what should be friendship. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can see that. I could see how that would be a quality of friendship, but that's not inherently friendship, and that's not a direct statement of how friends should act towards each other. Like, what is acceptable behavior for a friend? What is an acceptable behavior? How much do you rely on a friend? How much do you not... What's putting too much on a friend? Mm. Like, all these kind of questions. When is it, okay, I need you to help me, and when is it, okay, I should back off of them? Maybe I should help myself a little. Those kind of questions. Okay. I didn't find a lot of that in the Bible. Um, and surprisingly, the most helpful things I did find, I guess not surprisingly... It kind of goes with the chapter, but Proverbs. That's where I found anything that was like closely related to specifically, this is a friend. Right. This is how a friend behaves. Um, because there are a lot of stuff in there about um, treating each other like brothers, which means treating each other as like friend, which means loving each other. Um, if you call someone a friend, you love them. Uh, Jesus talks about how he calls his disciples friends, no longer servants. Um, because Even
0: more family than anything. Because there's a verse that's where he says um, in the New Testament, um, who are my mother and brothers if not you guys? You know? Meaning, because his bro- his mother and brothers um, show up um, while he's teaching his disciples in a, in, a, in a mass of people. And they say, hey, your mom's here to see you. Your, bro- your family's here to see you. And he's like, my family's right here, you know. Basically, you guys, um, and I think that's not. I'll let you. Sorry, I'll let you finish. But it's more like the Bible kind of messed me up in that aspect because I will say that it it set the bar way high for me. Um, not just in how I see friendship, but in how I should receive friendship. Um, and I think we've talked about it a little bit about expectations and, and we are not Jesus, you know, <laughs> but a lot of my friendships or a lot of my my part of the friendship requires a lot of sacrifice or, or it, it makes me want to sacrifice for a lot of people. It makes me try to go the extra mile. It makes me try to love on people and then love them more and then love them more and then love them more. And then sometimes I don't see that limit. And it's not for everyone. I'm not yeah. saying I don't know how to control it, but it's for very specific people that I that I hold close to me. I I try to go above and beyond. I don't know if that's just a. I mean, I I read these verses and and for lack of a better term, I love love. Yeah. And so when I love love, I'm like I want to aspire to be that sacrificial sacrificial person, but I know that also takes a toll on me, and I don't notice it until it's too much
1: for me. Yeah.
0: Um. That's just a side
1: note, <laughs> which is part of what this discussion is, um, trying to discover, I guess, yeah. is what, what is too much? Yeah. Um, the part I was bringing up was I do that a lot. I smack things. Um, I'm trying to stop that in this pod, this podcast because I notice I hear it when I listen to it. There's always like black eyes not but, healing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't follow the script. Did you? <laughs> uh, no, um, but what I was saying was that at one point he says there's no greater love of friendship than to lay down one's life, I love that something like that. I love um, that verse, which honestly I believe is true. Yeah. But then again, like I said, my friends were a hundred, like yeah. that's just what you every friend was that, and should every friend be that? Yeah, I guess is the question. Um, so there was a lot of stuff about love but not a lot about actually what a friend is and how a friend should behave. Mm. Um, So I do have some proverbs that I copied that we have something to talk about. Because like I said, I I have a lot of opinions and thoughts just in general to discuss outside of the Bible-wise. But I do like the idea of wrapping things around what the Bible has to say about it because I feel that's a very good way of approaching things. Um, but what I wanted to share was this one, something that really opened my eye because like I said, everything was either a hundred or nothing. I didn't even know this existed, but my pastor gave three forms of friendship. Um, and the first one was a friendship of utility, which is a mutually beneficial relationship built around shared purpose and proximities. Then there was the friendship of pleasure which is mutually enjoyable relationships built around shared activities and interest. Um, Then the third one is friendships of virtue, mutually admirable relationships built around shared values and worldviews. And so when I saw that and when he spoke about that, like that was just like that just took me completely outside of my world. Because, again, like I said, he started this sermon like three weeks after I was trying to figure out what it means to be a friend and how to make friends. Um, And I even told him, like, I'm glad you're doing this because here I am, a 40-year-old freaking man trying to figure out how to make friends. Like, it sounds stupid just saying it, but I'd never been – like, I'd never done it. I'd never learned it. I'd never had that opportunity. So, yeah, of course I'm going to struggle with that. But it made me feel better that he was giving a sermon to a room full of 30 to 70 year old people about how to make friends, how friendship should be. So it was just like, okay, now I don't feel so stupid. Now I don't feel so alone. (laughs) Like, okay, maybe this is a problem more people have than just me. And people just don't realize it. Um, And thinking back on it, it's something I've heard my whole life too. married couples. Oftentimes once married couples first get married, they tend to lose those other friendships of not married couples, not because people don't want to be around them, but because you don't do those same activities anymore. Right. And they seem to have trouble finding friends, other married couples that you can do activities with um, and whatnot. And so I guess once I'd realized that I'm like, okay, this is an all generation type thing that we should learn. Um, So giving those three different types of, Friendships was amazingly eye-opening for me. Mm. Um, And I guess I'll say that's because for me, we were talking about it the other week, um, and I'm going to use one of my friends from church. I'm not going to call it their name, but I know they're actually my friend. Um, I don't know if I said it on this podcast or not before, but when I was trying to figure out how to make friends, I told this person, Hey, I have no idea how to make friends. I'm not entirely sure what friendship is, but I really respect you and enjoy being around you. And I would like to try and develop a friendship. And when she heard that, she like her jaw dropped and she's like, wait, what? We're not friends. And I was <laughs> like, wait, what? We are. <laughs> and she's like, I thought we were. And like she seemed kind of upset about the fact that we weren't I didn't already consider us yeah. friends. And I was like, well, no, no, I just I don't know what a friend is. I literally have no i clue. And she's like, I invited you to my birthday party. And I'm like, yeah, I've gotten a lot of pity invites before. <laughs> like, I thought that's all that was. Damn. And so, like, and it sounds harsh, but it's true. And that, like, that's I, all you've known, yeah. Yeah. I got invited to a lot of parties, but it was always because People just felt rude if they didn't invite me. Right, And like, and I remember, you remember one party when we were working at that job we were working at where everybody hit a party from me. And afterwards I found out, and I actually had respected you a lot because when I found out, you were the one like, yeah, everybody wanted to, hi-. they made me not say anything to you, but I thought it was stupid why we didn't tell you. And I told everybody else, like, why why were you hiding it? Like, if you didn't want me to go, just tell me, because I probably didn't want to go either. Like, I'm not a huge party person. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm super against all but that. But stupid. That's what I mean by like it used to if I got invited most of the time, it was because they felt rude if they didn't. Yeah. And they legitimately felt so rude that if they didn't invite me, they would hide the fact they had a party. Like, and it's so it's like when she was like Telling me, and I'm saying the word like a lot now because it's difficult. I'm remembering all this stuff. Like I'm not emotional, but it's also it's difficult to think about sometimes. I get it. And so I'm kind of stammering. But she was like, "Yeah, no. Why would I have invited you if we weren't friends?" And I said, "I don't know. That's my whole point. I don't know any of this." Uh, but anyways, the reason I bring up that one person is because we were talking about it the other week, and this was the main reason it stimulated talking about friendship was um, she was joking about how I'm like an older brother. Um, And I had mentioned that to you and I was like, that caught me off guard for a second because I was saying, I don't want a younger sister. I want a friend. And I know we're friends. And if you're listening to this, I know we're friends. I know it was just a joke, (laughs) but (laughs) it was something I brought up to him and I'm doing it again. I'm smacking the dashboard because I'm nervous. Oh, but what I was meaning by that was that any if someone's a brother, I guess the way to put it is that if someone's a brother, there's an inherent, at any point in time, I can unload all my baggage on you. Like, anytime I'm around, so when we're together, we're like brothers, or I consider you like a brother at this point. Yeah. And at any point in time we're hanging out, even if we're going watching a movie or doing anything at any point in time that can turn into, I'm going to dump my baggage because I need to process this right now. Right. And that's fine because that's what a brother is. But the thing is that sometimes that's not what I want to deal with. Mm, Okay. Like sometimes I just want to go out and have a good time so I don't have to worry about emotional baggage. Like so that's where i need just a friend. Like does that does that make sense? It makes it makes sense but
0: one of the things that confuses me about that statement is when you had said like oh you're like a brother to me. I I remember me thinking i was like damn that's even better. Yeah. When you were like no i want a friend instead of you know what i mean? A lot of people think that a lot of people think you know if I'm a brother, if I'm a sister, I they can unload, you know, the baggage or whatever. But I also think as a brother or a sister, and, and if, you, you know, if you're know you a female, in that case, you can also say you should be able to be comfortable around saying, hey, I don't feel like talking about that, right you know? Yeah. And I kind of just want to have fun. And the other person should be okay with that. Now, in a perfect world, sometimes people will complain and be like, oh, well, so I can't count on you, blah, blah, you know? But... I feel like you should have that intimate relationship. Like if I come to you talking about my problems all the time and at one point you're like, hey, I'm just trying to watch the Spider-Man movie with you. I don't really want to like, we can we can talk about it another day. I'd be like, all right, let's do it. I just, I feel comfortable enough talking to you about my baggage. But if that's not the day or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling like you have baggage, we can switch it up. We don't have to be like that all the time. Yeah, You know what I mean? But it's the fact that one of the things that bothers me is I feel like people do want that type of relationship when it's convenient for them. So I've had friends that have told me, I love coming to you. I love your advice. I love that you're like a brother to me, same words, and that I can talk to you about these things and they'll call me for dinners. blah, blah blah. But I actually enjoy doing that because how boring for me personally, how boring is it to just, Have friends that are like, hey, we went to the arcade and talked about – and I have friends like that. I'm not going to lie. We went to the arcade, played arcade, talked about arcade, talked about video games, talked about – and that's it. You never go on a deeper level with them. Now, that's fine because that's as deep as they go, but I crave the deepness. I really do. So when people are like, I don't want to unload my baggage on you, I'm like, please do because that makes me get to know you even better. In a deeper level that not everybody is going to see. I don't like fakeness. I don't like let me put on a strong face. I like open up and then let's talk about it and let's get on a philosophical deep. I just love that. So it saddens me sometimes that I feel in my experience with people, they really truly want that, but only when it's convenient for them or when they feel safe, but then they can't take the baggage. Yeah and I feel like I'm like but you know you want that and I'm not talking about a specific situation because I know we've talked about a specific people before but I'm talking about in general I've seen people pour out parts of them that they have never showed people and I don't know if it's embarrassment or they're shy about it but I've seen people also deny that part of themselves in front of me when I'm like I've known you I know who you are. Don't be ashamed of who you are.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's hard to get to people, get through to people because it's like you don't have to hide that part of you. And I think you've said that before where people are surprised that they're able to talk to you about these things and you don't judge them. Oh, yeah. It's the same way I am. But I feel like people take it to the next level when they're like, well, I never said that to you, Jehu. And I'm like, but you did. And I know (laughs) who you really are. So you don't have to put this persona. You don't have to unmask. You don't have to do this with me, you know? Yeah. I thought we were on a
1: deeper level. Some people get uncomfortable, I guess. They do. <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah. And I would argue that a brother is better than a friend. But what I'm contemplating and what I'm really starting to believe is not everyone should be a brother. If everyone was a brother, again, like you are like a brother to me. But even, even if I wanted to tell you, hey... I don't want to deal with this this day. If it's on your mind and you can't put it aside because it's weighing so heavily on you, mm-hmm. that's gonna seep out into the situation, if that makes sense. Like that's gonna be there. I'm gonna feel it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna I see what you're saying. Like, but maybe it's like okay, so maybe I'm like there's times where I'm going through there's people. I'll say there's a lot of people that do come to me and talk to me about their stuff. And I have friends that it's primarily a one-way street. It comes to me when Mm -hmm. they have something they need and they, they need somebody to lean on or they need somebody to talk to. And before, I would have pushed those people away because it's like they're not the all for me because they're not they won't be the 100% for me either. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to realize, no, those are friends. We, I can still do fun things with them. I can still hang out with them, and I can't necessarily lean on that them that way. Not, but it's not because they don't want me to. It's because they they only have so much they can give. They don't have the capacity. And so, them. yeah, and it's like that, and they got their own stuff going on. And I have no problem these days being with those people. But that's the problem, is that with those people, I am like a brother. So if I'm gonna anytime I'm around them, there's inherently even if they don't say anything, I'm gonna feel it. Hmm. And I there's times where I have enough struggles of my own on going on, I just wanna go out and hang have a fun. I wanna be able to escape. Right. I wanna be able to ignore the world for a couple hours and just have a good time. Right. And that's what I'm considering like um, friends of pleasure, I guess you would say. Yeah. Definitely. Like th- these are people, I don't hang out with them every day. We don't connect on a super deep level. Um, this one person that like, that I was talking about that joked about me being her old brother, is, she is both. She's like a sister and she's like a friend. Um, and that's why I have no problem with what she said. But when it just kick-started that whole thought process. Right. Um, but there are other friends where it's just like I'm just a friend with you. When I go hang out with you, I'm not expecting any kind of deep relationship. I'm not expecting any kind of you're gonna unload your entire childhood trauma on me or anything like that. And I guess and it sounds horrible to me saying that because so you're and, an evil person, is what yeah. You're I don't even know if this is true of so how this whole it should podcast be. Is just, I've been annoying you these past two weeks. <laughs> no, I get it. I don't even know if that's how it should be. That's kind of why it's like I'm still questioning. Um, like, now how, I'm wondering if I just work. have a
0: need for people to need me.
1: Maybe. Because because I,
0: I just love I love when people come to me to dump their stuff on me. But that also might be a people pleaser thing that I have to get through, you know, quite possibly. Cause when I'm not needed, then I'm like, Oh, well then what do I do? Yeah. You know?
1: Well, okay. There, that right there. Um, that's a slight side tangent, but that's why we call it biblical rambling. Yeah. Um, that's something I thought about the other day, the whole, well now what do I do? I think sometimes I'm a, like this kind, I enjoy helping other people so much because that is is an escape from my own problems. I don't have to think about my own crap when I'm solving Mm. someone else's problems. I don't even have to go to therapy. We just have to have (laughs) Tuesdays every day. Like I literally, I was just thinking because I've been thinking. We decided last week we were going to do this podcast on friendship. That's something I thought about this last week when I was thinking about what we can think about what it is for me. Like I don't think that's one hundred percent what it is for me, but I am questioning if that's a large portion of it. Damn. Like, is it kind of a selfish thing that I want that connection? So one, I feel a connection with somebody because I really do want a connection, even though I think I don't. And two, is it me trying to vicariously live through solving someone else's problems since I can't solve mine? Well, you solved all my
0: (laughs) childhood trauma in one. No, I think that's literally what it is, because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good and makes me feel needed. And I've always needed to be needed since I was a child. Damn, okay.
1: Well, there has been a reason you were needed when you were a child. Yeah.
0: Like, this is my brother and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think it is deeply seated. And it's that one hit me hard when I was thinking about Damn. it. this Well, way. it's hitting <laughs> me hard right now. Damn. It's, uh, so yeah, it's it just what I was getting at was that there are times where, even this last week, which you do not bother me. I'm going to state that up right now. <laughs> I am but never there, hitting you up again. <laughs> there have to be. You had to have noticed on a couple days I didn't message you as much. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. Because I was feeling a lot of my own shit and yeah. I didn't want to reach out to somebody and start going through other people's shit. And like it, it would have overwhelmed me. So, so I also cheap.
0: don't know how to say how are you doing today because then I think. He's probably thinking that I need to unload, but literally I'm just asking him how he's doing because I don't really need to. Yeah. Um, but just for clarity, these past two weeks I've been learning about what Morrison's talking about, about not everyone is going to be there for you all the time, and that's something that at my ripe old age of 34 I am learning, and I thought that the people closest to me were supposed to be there all the time. And so now I'm learning to diversify – into other friends
1: Ooh, and like a portfolio there you go because you can literally think about the investment and return on the people you get like what you get back from those people <laughs> which is a good thing because the other thing i was thinking is so i'm just
0: using people <laughs> to unload my baggage in smaller quantities no but it's, it's it's difficult for me to think that way it's difficult like i've i've always for lack of a better term have talked to people and I, and you've noticed this past week that I've been talking to different people about my situation and they've all given me similar advice. And it's because I love the counsel of people and it helps me better understand where like a third person perspective on who I am, how they see me and what the situation is like. Otherwise I'm in my head all the time. And me debating with myself is not a very smart thing to
1: do No, because that's always bad. I'm
0: always going to win. And <laughs> who I am is it depends on who is winning. Yeah, it depends um,
1: on which voice is the strongest. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and so it's it's very tough but I've always thought when you have a best friend, when you have a it's like that's who your counsel is, but yeah. Now I'm learning which is stupid. It's common sense but I'm learning you could diversify to other people mm-hmm. and and share the share the load, you know?
1: Well, I very much do like the um again I've told you this philosophy before but you have your three inner friends, which would be like your brothers or sisters. They're the people you talk to about anything. You they hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You open up to them. You're honest with them. Yada yada. Then you have the next three to six people. So you got like a group of ten people or so. Right. Those are your close friends. You you talk to them. You hang out with them. You do open up to them about certain things, but they're just they're really close friends. Yeah. And then you have like another ten people outside of that, which are still friends. But they're, you more you meet up with them once every couple months, or you see them once a week at an event, or something, like church. You see them at church right. every Sunday. But you don't hang out with them or call them that often or whatnot. Um, you and just that, know them. Yeah, that circle gets bigger until you're just a bunch of acquaintances. Um, and I'm starting to be okay with that because I'm realizing, well, I only have so much room for so many people anyways. Because oh, I don't even know um, 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's where everybody comes in in different plays. And I don't remember where I was before, but it's so some of those people at church, I know like I would 100% consider them a friendship of utility Mm. because I know there's the handyman I use around my house. I know him from church. Um, He's a good guy. I consider him a friend. If he called up and said, Hey, you want to go hang out this weekend? Go play some golf. If I wasn't doing anything and I had free time to go do it, I'd be like, I wouldn't drop plans for him and be like, yeah, I'm going to drop everything and go play with you today because you called me up. But if he gave me enough advance notice or he yeah. called me up and I wasn't doing anything, be like, sure, yeah, I'll have fun. Let's go. But he's a friend of utility because we mainly hit each other up when we need something. And again, before I would have been like, why am I even talking to this guy? This guy is not a friend. Like, we just, he just uses me or I just use him, et cetera. Now it's more like, no, that's, I'm thinking, no, that's okay. Like, he's still a friend. We're just, we're on the outer limits of our friendship. Mm. Like, so technically he could hit me up and say, I guess this is another one I wanted to get an opinion on. If you're separating people into these categories of like, this is a friend, this is a brother. I'm going to go hang out with a friend today because I know that's as much as it's going to get. But at the same time, should that friend still be able to hit me up with something heavy? Because I feel like they should. I can't completely turn that off. This is what I mean. This
0: is what I struggle with because I don't categorize people. I'm just, this is who I am. This is what I offer. You know what I mean? And it's hard for me to think that way because, yeah, what happened? So you're saying he's he's a friend of utility. But if he's inviting you to golf, that's
1: not a friend of pleasure. Is it though, really? I mean or is it is, is it so, And again it's, it's I'm not saying into that yeah I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I mean this is a debate about what yeah. is friendship um, so that's why like I'm asking is it really though because like where does that line define If we go play golf once
0: Is that really if, a if,
1: friendship of pleasure or is that
0: so what if he goes Morrison, let's go play golf? you start making it a thing, you make a podcast every Tuesday. (laughs) No, but I'm saying, (laughs) but what if, what if you go play golf? And while he's there, he's like, Hey man, thanks for coming out. You know, I've just been having a hard time with my, you know what I mean? It starts to blend in. And what annoys me is that a lot of people feel, I don't know about you. And I think we have a similar situation where a lot of people feel comfortable enough to open up about that Mm -hmm. with you because I have many people that sometimes I meet them for the first time. One time I met a guy at an airport. We uh, ended up uh, sitting together on the airplane. He started talking about his whole life with me while I was trying to just sleep. I didn't mind it because I was like, yeah, I was listening to him. I'm like, but a lot of people I feel when when they feel comfortable with you, they share these things. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the lines blur. So go ahead.
1: Well, what I'm thinking is that we both know we're different. Yeah. Not most. Most people will not. One. Most people don't inherently get people to open up to them the way we do without even freaking doing anything. Both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> um. But two. Not everybody has that capacity, as we've seen. At least I don't think either they're choosing not to have that capacity, or they just don't have it. One of the two. So I would say we are slightly different in that line. Our line is further along than other people's would be in the first place Mm -hmm. because for whatever reason, that person does feel comfortable doing that. And it's happened more than once to me too. I'll be in the middle of a store and I wind up some guys talking to me for 10 minutes, shaking my hand for 10 minutes. It's like, dude, can you let me go? Like I am really uncomfortable. But for whatever reason, he's completely comfortable opening up to me in the middle of freaking store. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I've done it before and I've seen it before. And I would say that's something inherent about us. That's always been inherent about me. People are comfortable with it. I don't know why. But so I would say that line you're talking about is maybe a movable line based Mm. on the person and what they're capable of. Maybe like so for any like if I went and hung out with that guy, if I invited him to come play with me one day and then I started unloading on him. That might put a bigger strain on him. Like, well, why did I come hang out with her? I just came out here to have golf. And would he do it? Yeah, which was one of the topics I think I was going to try and get into because I've been questioning it a lot. Like, should those normal friends basically be allowed to do that? I think I was just hinting at that. Um, Would he do it? I think so, yeah, because he's a good guy. But I feel it would be more like out of obligation. And then next time I wanted to invite him to go do something – you might hesitate to go do it. You get what I mean? Yeah.
0: And, and I, I completely understand that when it's new, when it's fresh, when it's like, hey, this is the first time I invite you to go play golf with me. Yeah. I didn't need you to hear about your divorce or anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can understand that. My biggest, and this is going to get personal for me, but my biggest issue is when someone you've known for years um, uses you as a friend of,
1: what is the last one? Um. Uh, by virtue, there's utility, pleasure, and virtue.
0: Virtue is what, like the closest one you can get. Um, right?
1: Relationship built around shared values and worldviews. Okay, so... I don't know if I would say any of them are necessarily... I mean, I guess you would say virtue is incler- inherently the most connected you could look yeah, at. I feel like there's a
0: fourth, which which is what we're talking about as brother and sister.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would argue that that's a virtue. Okay. Um, but that would, you would add into that holding each other accountable. Um, actually up like, what if it's all three? Mm -hmm. That's true. That fourth
0: one is all three. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what I mean is a lot of people I feel don't have that line when they're in distress or when they're, I need something, Mm -hmm. I need somebody to talk to right now. And so they'll blur their lines completely, ignore everything. and, if someone, if one of my friends of 10 years came up to me and said, I need you to be a, a friend of utility, pleasure and virtue right now because I need to just let go and I need you to be here for me and I need you to listen. And you do that for them. And this may be selfish thinking, but then you go, cool. We have now crossed this border where you're all, I'm all three for you. Right. Mm-hmm. When I need that back. And I'm not saying I'm i I'm I'm holding a grudge or I'm 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 holding back or I'm yeah. holding some sort of like hey you owe me one. It's not that
1: but you just you've entered a new you yeah. think you've entered a yeah. new state. If if someone says
0: I'm your girlfriend and I'm not saying this because of my situation, but I'm saying <laughs> if someone says I'm your girlfriend, and then I go, Hey, can you do this girlfriend thing for me? And they're like, Whoa, I'm I didn't say I was your girl. I'm like, but yeah, but I've been doing boyfriend things for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the same thing. If I've been doing these three things for you I thought I would expect the same back.
1: Okay. Well, my question for you then would be, if that relationship wasn't already there, is it their fault for trying to dump that on you or is it your fault for letting them do it?
0: If I don't let them do it, if I say, whoa, hey, we're, we've we've hung out for 10 years, but I see you crying in front of me right now, mm-hmm. and, and I, I – That's not the kind of, hey, if you want me to go to Disneyland with you, I'll go to Disneyland with you. But don't come
1: tell me about your problems. How does that make me look? Well, that's again where I was getting at. Like, um, So if I did that to that guy, he would sit there and he would listen to me because he feels obligated. But then the next time I asked him to hang out, I think he would be hesitant to do it because he doesn't want to put like be put in that situation again to have to be that if that makes sense and that's where that's essentially him drawing a boundary whereas with you or me if they did that to us the next time they wanted to hang out we'd hang out like it was nothing
0: but i think a better example would be if he invited you five times to golf
1: and the
0: fifth time he says i'm i'm having problems with my Mm -hmm. wife then you guys have some emotional moment because you know you're like hey i've been there you know i know what you're feeling blah blah the seventh time you go golf and you tell him, man, I've been having a lot of problems with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really down. I'm glad you invited me. And he starts going, whoa, I can't believe you would talk about that in front of me. That would be really weird.
1: It would, and I don't think that's how – So that's it, that's been my experience Okay.
0: with a couple of friends. And I'm not just saying that because of my situation because yeah. me and you both know about the situation that happened. But I'm saying throughout my whole year – like. Even when I was like in college still, that has been my situation where Jehu take my baggage, Jehu take my baggage, Jehu take my baggage. I'm like, bro, give me more. I, I've been lifting. I can mm-hmm. take this baggage. I can take the bag- – boom. I take the baggage. And then the minute I'm like, hey, I need help carrying this five-pound bag, all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, that's too heavy for me to carry. Yeah. That hurts my feelings. And I well, feel like yeah. that's – I feel like because people have said the same thing. It's a boundary that people have. And I'm like, if it's a boundary that people have, then they should also have a boundary of saying, "I can't unload this much on someone else." So where's their boundary for
1: that? People never have their own boundary. See, that's that's the, the boundary bit. set by someone else.
0: That's the, that's that's right. Well, that's kind
1: of the, the that's kind of I would say that's kind of the point of the boundary. The boundary is not set by you, but by someone else. I don't. I set, just feel like that takes away from personal responsibility. Well, I mean, if I want to set my border. like, say to my property, if I want to set the border to my property, more than likely as a human being, I'm going to set that border as far as I want. I'm going to claim as much property as I can. Yeah. If the neighbor doesn't dispute that, well, then what the heck? That's my property because nobody disputed it. Yeah. It's up to the neighbor to say, no, you are crossing a border. This is my border. You can't do that. And if I try and do that, something happens, there's a consequence. Do you think there's a
0: default base of how much you should cause because that's the thing is is how do you balance being, hey, you're being really mean right now to someone who's trying to open mm-hmm. up to you versus no, that's a legitimate boundary. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because that's extremely hard for me. Yeah. Because I I if I were to tell that friend of 10 years, hey, you can't come crying to me because something bad happened to you. I don't think anybody would be on my side if I said that.
1: Well, and again, it it depends on, I think the, I think there's multiple factors to that. One is the level of friendship you've had for that 10 years. Me and this guy I'm using as an example, we've known each other for four or five years now. We've talked to each other and hung out maybe like twice a year. Right. So in that situation, yeah, it'd be a lot for me to dump it on him. And the next time I tried to do something, he might be like, yo, I don't really want to hang out. But if I'm hanging out with someone like once a week, every day for the last 10 years, there's kind of an implied, hey, we've got a closer connection here. Thank you. That's what I've Kind of. Damn it, Morrison, (laughs) agree with me. (laughs) Don't tell me I have problems. (laughs) What I'm getting at is I have friends right now that, I am perfectly fine for the rest of my life keeping
0: the Mm. friendship
1: at the level it's at. Now, again, if they were to come talk to me about and unload things on me, I would absolutely let them. And I think that's because that's the type of person I am. Right. And because I do consider them friends and I do live a Christian lifestyle and I do follow Jesus path. And I believe that's something he would do for everyone. Um, And I do believe if I went to them and tried to, for lack of a phrase, unload my baggage onto them, they would absolutely let me. I could call them up and be like, hey, I need to talk to you right now. I just need somebody to talk to. There's nobody else available. Like, can we just go hang out and grab a bite to eat, and I can unload some of the stuff on you? I think they would. But then if I called them again next week and said, hey, I need to do this, and then I called them the week after that, hey, I need to do this, then it would start to wear on them, and they it, it'd become a burden at that point, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so – but there's other people – and, again, I don't have the answer. That's why I'm having this discussion with you is I'm trying to figure – I'm still learning out what it means to be a friend. But there's other people where I think I couldn't even go to them once because it would just be too much. But that's – that's. yeah, I, I get it. It's just But I don't talk crazy, to those it? people that often. They're not as close of friends as others. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think part of the problem for me, and maybe it's part of the problem for both of us, is because I've only ever known a 100 or nothing, it's just like any other, I think I'm realizing now, this part of the problem, it's just like any other social situation for me. I don't understand the cues. I don't understand the social context. I don't read between the lines. I don't understand the hidden meanings behind things. Like I said, when I asked that one person, like, I'm trying to make friends, is she was kind of upset because she thought we were already friends. Yeah. I didn't understand that. And like, and so it's still the same thing to me when there's certain people, like if I let them, I'm getting it better now because I'm learning to, I'm able to be more open with people and I'm learning, but there's still this, I don't always understand what's too much and what's too little. If that makes sense. I think that's part of what I have to learn. And I think that's part of learning to set my boundaries is I will let anybody dump everything on you. And I think, again, I think that's one of our traits, that people feel comfortable doing that. But I also think I need to learn not to say, you know what, you stop talking to me. But for me to be able to say, you know what, I can't hang out this week. Or if somebody calls me up and says, I really need somebody to talk to, to be able to say, you know what, I'm watching a movie with my family right now. I can call you back in a couple hours, which or... you have
0: done to me, and and I've never felt it as a yeah. As a, he's ignoring that's true. me, that's true. I have never, but Morrison, I have never felt it as he's the fact that you are just like, hey, can I call you in a minute? Is is enough? It's yeah. never been, and even if you're like, hey, I can't call you right now. Let me call you tomorrow. That's enough. Um. Sorry, go ahead. I, I forgot where I was going with that. No, it's, but it's it's good. fine. Like that's never been the problem, you know?
1: And well I get maybe that's a that maybe that's an issue. Why am I comfortable doing that with you but not other people? I
0: don't like oh mate, I
1: don't know. Like and I mean I don't know. I guess in the past when I've seen other people, which is probably part of my problem, when I've tried to extend like go beyond that, that part where I'm like, hey, I want a slightly deeper connection with someone. It's Anytime I tried to ask them to hang out, it was always, I'm busy, I'm doing this. And again, I'm thinking about it now. I always thought they were like flaking. They're just like you say you want to hang out, you want to be friends, you want to be this. But then anytime I'm like, hey, let's go do this. No, you're busy with something. But that's a fine line. Some people, but, some people are real.
0: See, that's the thing. Why is it that the same thing you just said, why is it that you feel comfortable doing that with me? And why is it that I feel comfortable knowing you care even when you do that? Because but any other friend that I have that does that, I don't feel like they care. I take it to heart. I'm like, you no, you don't, because what if what if what if those people are being fake?
1: Well, I guess what I would I would counter that with is that I have done it a lot. I have been there for you a lot. Mm. I have shown there up. There you go. And so when I do it with you you know I'm not being fake. You know that there is something going on right it now. Is. I do need to do something. But with everybody else, like they never did it in the first place. They might have hung out once in four months. There it is, yep. But you keep trying because they keep saying they want to. Whereas maybe somebody else in social, like other people, would have gotten the subcontext of, okay, they don't actually want to. I'm going to stop pushing for That's this. what it is, effort. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's part of what it, maybe Uh, that's our boundary. Maybe because I'm so direct for me, it feels like saying, look, I just want to stay at this friendship level for Mm. you, but maybe everybody else with their complicated social rules and all the little in between stuff they do, maybe that is part of what it is. And maybe they don't even realize it. I don't know. Now we're talking crap about people. That's not our intention. No, but it's it's a good
0: psychological thing because I've seen people for lack of a better word, use people at the moment. And then completely <laughs> abandon them like, hey, oh, well, I got what I needed from you, so I'm yeah. out. You know? And I, I will say I've even done that with some some people. you know. Yeah. Um, damn, yeah. So, I mean. I don't know why I signed up for a therapy when we just do this <laughs> all the
1: time. Uh, I don't know either. How long has it been? 50 minutes. 50 minutes? Yeah. Crap. And I didn't even get to the Proverbs. We put the rambling in, biblical rambling. Yes, we did. Oh, uh, well, I don't even know if we came to a solution about anything.
0: In conclusion, uh, we need more friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, people just need to say what the heck they want to say. Uh, yeah. That would make this so much easier. No, but uh,
0: to tie it back to biblical stuff, um, I will say that a lot of the times that, I mean, you know, my current situation right now with my quote unquote friend, but <laughs> a lot of the times that I did things for that person, mm-hmm. In my mind, and this may be wrong of me, but in my mind, I'm like, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times that I've helped people through this, it prides me, and maybe that's wrong of me. It prides me in knowing I made a difference in their life the same way Jesus has been there for me in my life. Yeah, and And there is no greater love, like you said and maybe it's not laying down my life but it's laying down my time laying down my resources laying down my energy which is in a sense your life yeah in a sense and it's it's just it's when i think about this is what i was raised in this is how i was raised to give to give to the poor to give, it's hard for me to stop yeah and a lot of people sometimes take advantage of that you know unfortunately
1: yeah that that right there that's that's the part is that that's what's so difficult to understand yeah. friendship for me Because people take advantage of it. But again, how much of it is them taking advantage of it and us not understanding how to put a stop to it? Yeah. Like, because I am picking up on some, I've learned a little bit over the last few years. There are those people that mainly, and if any of y'all hear this and you realize I'm talking about you, I have absolutely no problem with our friendship. I really enjoy it. But I have had to learn how to, okay, I'm going to go let that call ring.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not going to respond to that text for a couple hours. I have learned had to learn how to do that because if I, and it sounds horrible because I'm not used to doing that as a person. I see a text, I'll respond to it because like I've had to learn, I guess the way to put it is do they actually need my help right now or are they just reaching out because they're used to reaching out to me and I'm always there. And so I will say for some people, I've had to learn that difference. And maybe, again, now that I say that, I'm really thinking about what I was just saying a little while ago about the subtext. Like there are people I've tried to reach and hang out with for months, and they don't reciprocate at all. And I really believe, and maybe they believe, that it's just they're busy. But, again, I notice a lot of things with people in general, that they literally believe the little subtext they tell each other. It's like, how often does everybody say, oh, we should make plans? And everybody knows that means yeah. you're really not going to yeah, make plans. that's true. But for me, it took me forever to learn that. When somebody said, let's make plans, I'd hit them up in three days and be like, hey, you want to go do something? And months later, it's still, hey, you want to go do something? And then I start to feel neglected, and then I start to feel used, and then I still start start there you go. start to feel like, what the heck? Why are these people? And that's again leads to the it was all or nothing. Yep. So I I mean I guess I did kind is of is that get an all or nothing now. though?
0: Because I feel like if it's a slow progression over time, it's like, no, you give your all, and they gave you
1: nothing. <laughs> and well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's when I saw it from other people, it was either you're everything. Or you're nothing because trying to reach out to people and they didn't give everything right away. Yeah, that meant they were nothing. Whereas now it's like there's people we message each. I only hang out with them like once every two months, Damn. and I don't see that as all or nothing anymore. It's just hey, we're catching up, and I'm cool with that because I know anytime I go and hang out with them, we're going to catch up about life. Well,
0: you say it's but because, because it's you casual. don't because you don't care with you don't care about them in a more Personal level,
1: not that I don't care. Okay, it's that I don't think either of us us expects it to get to that level. Mm. Like we know where we are, we're comfortable with where we are, and when we talk and when we do things, like that's kind of where it is. Like, and I'm and I'm thinking before again before I would have thought that was horrible. I would have kicked those people out of my life, but now I'm thinking, okay, maybe those are healthy friendships, though. Like maybe that's an acceptable friendship maybe because when I do go hang out with anybody like that it's entirely different than when I hang out with just you
0: like so then maybe we we don't have because I never thought of it like that I knew there was ranges of it but for me it's always been more don't call yourself a writer like don't be how can I explain this like for me it's I I have friends that are just kind of like hey we were in college or we were in school together and we talk once in a while we catch up and that's it we don't really discuss close things you know Mm -hmm. but it's like the people that are super close to me that have said that have cried in front of me that have begged me to hang out because they're in desperate need of someone or those are the ones that i'm like hey there's there should be an unspoken rule of i've seen you be vulnerable now watch me be vulnerable because I need you now you know what i mean it's those type of people that i'm like wait a minute i've been with you for five ten years You've been vulnerable around me. Now I can't be vulnerable around you? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's not even the people that I just met. It's just mm-hmm. people that have been in my life for so long that I'm like, I feel like I deserve that. But right. the sad part is that you told me before, is like, nobody has to do anything.
1: Yeah. And that's and the th- crazy that's part. That's very true. That's the crazy part. No me. one actually is required to give yeah. us anything, yeah. no matter what we've done for it's them. Just, just like, a hard blow. But then I would ask the question... What if those people aren't capable of that in return? Like we've already discussed, we're a little different than most people. So would a boundary be
0: if you're not capable of it, you quote-unquote get demoted?
1: I don't know if it'd be demoted. Maybe just accept that you can't go to them the way they can come to you. And knowing that, you limit what you give to them so you don't overdrain yourself?
0: No, but what? okay, so so let's say a friend... Calls me every day and tells me I'm having pro- like literally every mm-hmm. day. Calls me and says, I have problems at work. I'm so mad about this. Blah blah. Every day, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about it an hour a day. Blah blah. They now show me that I can't be vulnerable. If I call them one day and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm having a hard time, you know, let me talk to you about this thing. And they're like, Whoa, this is too much for me. And they call me back the next day and I change up my attitude and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not going to answer. Or you get me twice a week now.
1: See that they're going to be hurt. They are. And I don't think you should do that. I think what would be a more appropriate boundary. Cause again, I, I think we're different than most people. So instead of you're not capable of doing this to me, so I'm going to limit what I give to you. It should be, I'm not going to expect anything in return from you, but I'm also not going to overburden myself. for
0: you so if if talking every day does burden me but i took took that burden off because i'm like okay hey i i enjoy this person i care about this person and i know they're going to be there for me one day Mm -hmm. the minute they're not there for me i have to pull back and be like hey
1: you can't call me every day but you don't have to be it do it right that instant and no i I agree just you just slowly slowly. put that boundary on like maybe after the fourth day like hey i'm a little busy today hit me up tomorrow
0: Maybe that's where I go zero to 100, where I'm like, yeah. oh, you didn't do it for me today? All right. Tomorrow, I don't – you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of slowly – yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I agree. Maybe I'm because toxic that way.
1: <laughs> in the past, I would have like – I I would have let them slide one, two, maybe three times. But then after that, like, no, you can't return it for me. See you later. Yeah. Again, I'm 100 or nothing. Like
0: I'm very much like,
1: like that. And it wasn't because I was vindictive or like – I didn't like those people. It was because in my mind, those people were going to betray me somehow. They were eventually going to fail me in some way. And so I didn't want to allow that chance to be hurt in. Hmm. Now I'm more like, okay, I need to learn. And I'm thankful I'm not really in a situation like this. And maybe it's because most of my friends are faith related. And so we are on a similar level and we all go that way, same yep. direction anyways. Yeah. But there are some friends at church right now where I do feel a little like, Hey, you just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. And anytime I try and talk to you now, it's mm-hmm. like, right. it, it's hard to talk to you. I feel like you're basically waiting for me to leave. Yeah. And it does. And I do have to like, it does make me think about these things. It's one of the reasons I think about friendship. It's like if they tried to come back to that level, all of a sudden out of nowhere, do I let them back in like that? Hmm. So maybe, maybe friendships like a revolving, like a revolving thing. People are constantly coming in and taking other people's places and,
0: we're all just using each yeah. other. <laughs> in I a mean, sense, yeah.
1: No, but in a yeah. sense, but maybe it's because, I mean, life fluctuates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're not always going to be able to put the same effort. And maybe somebody's life changes. Like, right. there's one friend I had, we used to meet up every Thursday. We haven't met up in like six months, really. I don't hold any resentment to that person because I know they're busy. But this other person, it's kind of like, what the heck happened? Like, you haven't told me anything. I don't yeah. know anything about your life. You haven't asked me. Anytime I do try and talk to you, it's kind of like you're just like, eh, I don't want to deal with you anymore. And it, it gives me this feeling of like, did I do something? And that's that's on me. That's, again, part of one of my personalities, I think. I mean, it is a little bit on them because we don't communicate. But it's also on me. I get very fidgety. I think I messed something up. Like I, mean, I heard a little bit. Of, yeah. You're talking <laughs> to
0: the expert about that. So,
1: But at the same time, it's like that's where these questions right. come in. If that person wanted to go in the past, I would have either kicked that person to the curb and they're never let back in. Or the second they came back,
0: I give them a hundred again. But see, that's the problem is when you said I'd either kick them out. I'm like, isn't that a boundary though? It Don't is, you Claim that that's a boundary.
1: It is, but not necessarily a healthy boundary.
0: Oh, so now boundaries have to be healthy, more. Everything <laughs> has to be healthy. That's the whole point of trying to be. Either better. I'm going to be toxic boundary or not. <laughs> this is why I still need to go to therapy. No, I, I get it because that—that's how I am. It's. It's the Libra in me. No, I'm just kidding. It's the. It's the. For me, it's I let people push, 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 yeah. push until so I'm completely drained. And then I'm like, okay, your turn. And then when they don't, I'm like, cut off. Which is healthy for me, you know. <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's what I mean by the don't let it overburden you. Like, it's that's how <laughs> no, But it's hard because I'm like, no, they need me. They need me. They need me. And then boom, I'm like, damn, I got them all squeezed out. Well, like we said in the beginning, do they need you or do you need them? <laughs>
0: I think we're going to cut short now because it's an we hour. Are, oh,
1: <laughs> yep, it is an hour. <laughs> and two I don't want to
0: answer that. <laughs>
1: um, well, I mean, honestly, do you want to go? We could wind up making like two sessions right now if we wanted to. This is the Just, special episode. I, mean, I mean, we need to use the restroom. All right. <laughs> we can call it <laughs> yeah, we um, this is a long topic.
0: We can keep talking about it later. We or can another pick day. it up next yeah.
1: week or whatever, but I just feel like both of us could still have Plus, I'm like having the my set. therapy session tomorrow, so we'll <laughs> see how much that's changed. <laughs> You're like, well, I just had a talk with my friend yesterday. <laughs> like, actually, I'm actually kind of toxic. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. Just sit here and listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, All right. Well, All right, it's guys. been over an hour. We'll yeah. let y'all go. Um, see you have fun. <laughs> Hopefully, it was entertaining for you, but
0: yeah. Send friends. <laughs> Bye.